energy so stalling, yeah. Everybody's running scared. We used to be so carefree, we used to be so happy, we used to have everything we need. mentality where melanated people are connected in spirit love and community what's up kings and queens beautiful people everywhere it's your girl ck mcgee and i am your host hey there beautiful people how's everything doing How's everything going? Hope y'all are doing as well as you can be. Welcome to another episode of Village Mentality. I'm so glad to have you all here with me in the village. And you know you're always welcome to join me each and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'd also like to give a warm welcome to those of you who may be tuning in for the very first time. Now, if you're looking to see what Village Mentality is all about, then you're welcome to catch up on all previous episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, and The Awaken Lounge. I also provide links to each episode on both Instagram and Facebook, and I'll share those with you at the end of the show. But thanks again to all of you for joining. As a mental health and wellness advocate with lived experience with mental health conditions, each week, I'll be talking about different topics that could impact our mental health. I'm focused on BIPOC communities because as an African-American woman, I'm extremely concerned about communities of color and their mental health. Now, as far as mental health is concerned, it really doesn't matter who you are or where you're from because we can all be impacted. And that is something that we all must know and understand. We may not all have mental illness, but we do all have mental health, and we need to make sure that we're taking care of it. The purpose of this podcast is to bring awareness to the many different ways in which our mental health can be affected, showing that poor mental health outcomes are not always caused by chemical imbalance, but it can also be from the various stressors, trauma, or circumstances that we all face from time to time in our lives through education and advocacy by individuals like myself who have lived experience, whether it be with mental health conditions or substance use. The hope is that we'll all be able to show up in more effective ways to support those around us that may be suffering. It is my fervent hope that with the work that I do as an advocate, that I can do my part to destigmatize mental illness while helping to normalize conversations about our mental health. The stigma of mental illness and conversations about our mental health, well, it can be more difficult for marginalized and intersectional groups, and it interferes with our ability to take care of our mental health as we should. Now, self-care, beautiful people, I'm always talking to you about it, but it's a very important tool 
and I encourage us all to use it in our daily lives. Or at least let's set aside some time for it on the weekends. How about that? Now, self-care as a whole involves tending to our bodies, our intellect, our mind, practical needs, social needs, and our spirit. So to practice self-care, beautiful people, you need to make time for it. Now, the great thing is it doesn't take a whole lot of time, right? There are some simple things that you can do in just like 10 minutes. Yes, 10 minutes a day. You know, you can do things like taking a quick walk, getting some fresh air. Call a friend, you know, someone you haven't spoken to in a while. Catch up. Laughter is always a good way to lift your mood and to help you feel better. Brain dump, or as they call it, journal, all right? Sometimes when we write things down and we get them out of our head, it can be very therapeutic, right? Clearing your mind of some of the things that may be bothering you can be a huge help. How about doing some coherent breathing? That takes about five to 10 minutes. Just close your eyes and allow your breath to get in sync with the rhythm of your body. I tell your village, all of those are examples of things that you can do that can be extremely relaxing. When you work to nurture all parts of yourself, there's a good chance you'll be happier and more balanced. And that's where we wanna live, right? In the middle, live balanced, not to the extremes where it's all black and white and you're so frigid you might break, you know? So, um, you know, just unadaptable, inflexible. It just doesn't make you feel good. So come back to the middle, as India Ari always tells us, and feel that balance in your life. Self-care is for everyone. And we need to realize that it is about self-preservation. Kings and queens, think about the way that we take care of everything else that matters in our lives, right? And yet, we are hesitant and we feel guilty about doing that same thing for ourselves. We need to put things into the proper perspective with regard to our overall health. And we need to do everything we can in order to replenish all that energy that we put out into the world when we're doing for others. Please, please take the time to practice self-care, check in with your needs, and live each day in a way that protects your mental health because it's an integral part of your total well-being. Self-care helps us to rejuvenate our spirits and souls so that we can continue to be the fantabulous kings and queens that we most definitely are. And I'll be right here to remind us of that fact every chance I get. You dig? Now, if you've heard the show before, then you know that there'll be plenty of music too. So this evening, we'll be listening to music from the top 40 hits of 1976. Yup, we're taking it back. So... I hope that you'll sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, without further ado, I believe that it's time for me to take my first walk of the evening to my musical jukebox. Our first song this evening comes from this English musician and English singer. It was written by John with Bernie Taupin, under the pseudonyms Anne Orson and Carte Blanche, respectfully, and intended as an affectionate pastiche of the Motown style, notably the various duets recorded by Marvin Gaye and singers such as Tammy Terrell and Kim Weston. 
This song was originally supposed to be recorded by Dusty Springfield, but ultimately the offer was withdrawn. And I always like to think that it ended up with the right person, or in this case, people. Writers John and Tobin received the 1976 Ivor Novella Award for Best Song Musically and Lyrically. Here is Sir Elton John and Kiki D with Don't Go Breaking My Heart.
That was Wild Cherry with their classic hit, Play That Funky Music. The single was the first released by the Cleveland-based Sweet City record label in April of 1976, and it was distributed by Epic Records. The single hit was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in September of the same year. It was also number one on the Billboard Hot Souls singles chart. The single was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. And that was because they had shipments of over 2 million records, and eventually they sold 2.5 million in the United States alone. Well, Village, you know me. I'd like to take a little bit of time to talk about some things, whether it be about current events, entertainment, or something that's just on my mind. So why don't we get into my segment called Let's Talk About It. Beautiful people, June is PTSD Awareness Month. And one of the greatest things that comes from bringing awareness concerning mental health conditions such as PTSD, which by the way is post-traumatic stress disorder, is that we can expand our knowledge And that leads to the ability to provide effective support for those who may be living with this condition. We are now at the point of understanding that it's not something that just our servicemen and women live with alone, but that it can impact anyone who's had a traumatic experience. So let's talk about the five types of post-traumatic stress disorder, all right? Starting with normal stress response. Normal stress response is what occurs before PTSD even begins. However, it doesn't always lead up to the full-blown condition or disorder. So events like accidents, injuries, illnesses, surgeries, and other sources of unreasonable amounts of tension and stress can all lead to this response. Typically, normal stress response can be effectively managed with the support of loved ones, peers, and individual or group therapy sessions. So individuals suffering from normal stress response should see a recovery within a few weeks. Next up, acute uh, stress disorder. Excuse me, acute stress disorder. So it's not the same as PTSD, but it can occur in people who have been exposed to what is or at least what feels like a life-threatening event. So these would be things such as natural disasters, the loss of loved ones, loss of a job, or risk of death, death, okay? Now these are all stressors that can trigger trigger acute stress disorder. So if this is left untreated, acute stress disorder may actually develop into PTSD. Acute stress disorder can be treated through individual and group therapy, medication, and intensive treatments designed by a psychiatrist. Next, we have uncomplicated PTSD, and that is linked to one major traumatic event versus multiple events, and it's the easiest form of PTSD to treat. Now, symptoms of uncomplicated PTSD include avoidance of trauma reminders, nightmares, flashbacks to the event, irritability, mood changes, and changes in relationships. 
uncomplicated PTSD could be treated through therapy, medication, or a combination of both. Then we have complex PTSD, which is of course the opposite of uncomplicated PTSD, and it's caused by multiple traumatic events, not just one. Now this is common in abuse or domestic violence cases, repeated exposure to war or community violence or sudden loss. Now, while they share the same symptoms, treatment of complex PTSD is a little more intense than uncomplicated PTSD. Individuals with complex PTSD can be diagnosed with borderline or antisocial personality disorder or disassociative disorders, right? So they exhibit behavioral issues such as impulsivity, aggression, substance abuse, or sexual impulsivity. And they can also exhibit extreme emotional issues such as intense rage, depression, or panic. And lastly, there's comorbid PTSD. And this is a blanket term for co-occurring disorders. It's applied when a person has more than one mental health concern, often coupled with substance abuse issues. Comorbid PTSD is extremely common as many people suffer from more than one condition at a time. The best results are achieved when both the commingling of mental health conditions and the comorbid PTSD are treated at the same time. Now, many people who suffer from PTSD, they try to treat it on their own. But this, you know, it can include like self-medication and other destructive behaviors. So it's not really always a good idea to do that. Using alcohol or drugs as a way to numb the pain, well, it only makes things worse and it prolongs the treatment. So Village, there you have it. Now, please remember, all right, if you are going to give or even receive effective support for mental health conditions such as PTSD and others, we need to do our own research and learn about it, all right? Here's to brighter days. Beautiful people, Black history is American history. And if you've been listening to the show, then you know that here at Village Mentality, the podcast, we have pledged to talk about Black history every week. It's important to not only remember the somber times in our history, but we must also celebrate the contributions that we've made, too. So, on this day in Black history, Georgiana R. Simpson became one of three Black women in the United States to receive her degree in German literature from the University of Chicago. Now, the University of Chicago wrote this. Her doctoral dissertation, written under the supervision of Martin Scheitz, focused on German Romanticism and was entitled Herder's Conception of Das Volk, whereas Simpson's original scholarly training had nothing to do with African-American themes like African-American scholar Carter G. Woodson, she also found ways to employ her philosophical skills toward increased understanding of African-American history and literature. Her last major publication, 
was a critical edition and translation from the French of a biography of Toussaint Leverture. <laughs> Don't test my French. <laughs> and they were the leader of the Haitian slave rebellion, and he was also the father of Free Haiti. Simpson then went on to teach at Howard University from 1931 until 1939. And that village is Black History Wednesday. This next song was recorded by this L.A.-based R&B group, and it's from their album Showcase. Their most lucrative single, it reached number one in the U.S. on both the Billboard Hot 100 and Hot Soul Singles charts, as well as reaching number one in Canada on the RPM National Singles Chart in 1976. It was their third of nine top 20 R&B hits and first top 40 pop single. Billboard ranked it as the number 20 song for 1976. This record is one of two of their gold records. Here's Silvers with Boogie Fever.
This next song was performed by actress and singer Vicki Sue Robinson, and it originally appeared on her debut album, Never Gonna Let You Go, released in 1976. It was released as a single, and the song went to number 10 on the Billboard Pop Charts and number 73 on the Billboard Soul Chart. Now, the song earned Robinson a Grammy nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. The track also went to number one on the Billboard Disco Chart for four weeks. Turn the Beat Around is considered a disco classic, honey, and is featured on many compilation albums. So here she is with Turn the Beat Around. And when we come back, I will get into today's topic.
Okay, kings and queens. So this evening, I'd like to talk with you about our youth and their mental health. Now, in a 2021, um, let's say, an advisory that was released by the Surgeon General Vivek H. Murthy, it was a 53-page advisory, to be specific, that was designed to focus the nation's attention on the youth mental health crisis. In that advisory, Dr. Murthy described the challenges that young people face today, and it was considered uniquely hard to navigate, and that these mental health challenges that they faced were said to be devastating. Now, I should tell you, Village, that usually these kinds of advisories by the Surgeon General are usually reserved for significant public health issues that demand immediate awareness and action. I believe that coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, we have an unprecedented opportunity as a country to rebuild in a way that refocuses our identity and common values, puts people first, and strengthens our connections to each other. That's what he wrote. Even though the pandemic shed light on various issues, including mental health, these conditions existed long before the pandemic and were prevalent in our young people, along with the increase in number of teen emergency room visits for mental health. The Advisory on Youth and Mental Health cites the CDC statistics showing a 40% increase over the last decade in the number of high school students who reported persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness. Suicide rates among teens and young adults had gone up by 57%, and that was since 2007. Excuse me. Some experts suggest that the statistics may reflect the growing willingness among young people to actually talk about, to report, and discuss their mental health challenges. However, the advisory includes research pointing to a variety of other factors that are detrimental to youth mental health. Things like negative psychological effects of social media, increased academic pressure, childhood trauma, otherwise known as ACEs, which is um, specific to trauma that children experience, okay, adverse childhood experiences is what it's called, all right? Alcohol and substance abuse among teens and young adults, societal issues such as income inequality, racism, gun violence, and climate change. So they have all these things that they're dealing with, and yet we expect that they show up in the spaces that they occupy, such as like school, for instance, 100%. But they're dealing with all of these different issues in the home, outside the home, you know? So in addition, limited access to qualify for mental health care, it means that teens and families, they have no support. So when we think about mental health crisis, it is important that we are able to recognize the symptoms of a serious mental health episode. And these symptoms vary from person to person and from situation to situation. And some of these symptoms, they develop either over a long period of time, or for some, they may appear very quickly. So some of the symptoms that we should always, you know, take seriously, they include things like inability to function in day-to-day activities, okay? So apparently there's a life disruption that's going on. If you notice that they're sleeping excessively or they're not sleeping at all, insomnia, all right? 
If they have difficulty thinking, concentrating, or speaking coherently, that's a problem. That's something to look for. If you notice auditory or visual hallucinations, including ringing sounds or they're seeing lights. Anxiety that interferes with basic functioning. Non-responsiveness. Delusions, including feeling indestructible or beyond human. Even psychosis, a complete detachment from reality, is definitely something that you want to take note of. And if they have any kind of self-harming behavior or suicidality, suicidal ideation, or if there are suicide attempts, those are things to be mindful of, to be aware of, all right? So if a teen experiences these symptoms, it's important for parents or caregivers to seek immediate medical care to prevent more severe consequences, including loss of life. Of course, in the spirit of awareness, I want to be sure to tell you, Village, about the warning signs of a teen mental health crisis. Many warning signs can easily be overlooked by parents and caregivers, even teachers and other adults who are responsible for children or adolescents, okay? So that's why I thought it was important to share these with you. So some of the most common symptoms can include excessive worrying, fear, or anxiety, severe changes in sleep patterns, that's always going to come up, frequent nightmares or night terrors, severe changes in appetite, feeling quote-unquote flat, you know, displaying less interest or emotions than usual, maybe they don't want to be involved in the things that they're used to being involved in. How about if you notice like extreme mood changes, including periods of euphoria or exaggerated silliness, all of these kinds of things are to be paid attention to, all right? Hyperactivity or inability to focus, periods of increased recklessness, clumsiness, or decreased ability to concentrate, extreme or uncharacteristic irritability or anger. If suddenly you notice that they're avoiding their friends, family, or social activities that you know that they used to enjoy before. If they have low energy or minor unexplained health problems like headaches, sore throat, aches, or gastrointestinal problems, sudden changes in behavior or use of substances, excessive concern about their weight or their appearance, and significant changes in school performance, interests, hobbies, or friends. I think basically what this does is it sort of gives you a blueprint of what to look for. A lot of times if we do see a change in behavior, and of course, especially if that change is for the, you know, for the bad, it's going toward the, the bad, right? We as adults who see these young people, we immediately assume that they're just bad. They're just a kid that's, you know, has behavioral issues. But we need to start looking at what lies beneath so that we can get a better understanding of what's going on with our young people, our kings and queens in training. They need us. And sometimes they may not have the ability the ability to voice their, their own concerns, so we might have to advocate for them, speak up for them. So it's always a great idea to do the research and to better understand things so that we can give that support, right? Many of these symptoms, again, they might seem like typical behaviors in teens, 
But the key is noticing that if they last more than a few weeks or months, especially if the symptoms worsen with time, we, we gotta pay attention to that. And for parents, the most important thing is to remember to follow your gut. If you feel like something is wrong, it probably is, right? So when parents can avoid getting caught up in the mental health stigma or denial, and go ahead and seek treatment early for their teen. It can be life-changing or even life-saving for their children. Here's to brighter days.
the Starland vocal band with Afternoon Delight. It was written by band member Bill Danoff in the UK. It reached number 18 and was used as a theme song to a weekly show of the same title on London's Capital Radio, which was hosted by Duncan Johnson. And from 1980 on, an afternoon show using the same title broadcast every weekday at Mercia Sound in Coventry. And that was presented by Stuart Linnell. It became a U.S. number one single on July 10, 1976, and earned a gold record. And it was followed by a song that was written and recorded by American musical duo Hall & Oates, one of my favorites, Sarah Smile. It was released as the third single from their album, Daryl Hall & John Oates. The song was the group's first top 40 and top 10 hit in the U.S., reaching number four, on the Billboard Hot 100. 
Okay, kings and queens, so it is time for our inspirational story, but I thought that instead of a story this week, that I would do something a little bit different, right? You know, with so much going on in the world, from time to time, we all just simply need some encouragement. So this is called the alphabet of happiness. All right, so bear with me, okay? So A, all right, accept others for who they are and for the choices they've made, even if you have difficulty understanding their beliefs, motives, or actions. It's not about you, it's about them. Break away from everything that stands in the way of what you hope to accomplish with your life. Create a family of friends whom you can share your hopes, dreams, sorrows, and happiness with. Decide that you'll be successful and happy, come what may, and good things will find you. The roadblocks are only minor obstacles along the way. And actually, I think that that builds character, right? Explore and experiment. The world has much to offer, and you have much to give. And every time you try something new, you'll learn more about yourself. Forgive and forget. Grudges only weigh you down and inspire unhappiness and grief. Soar above it and remember that everyone, including you, including me, makes mistakes. Leave the childhood monsters behind. (coughs) Excuse me, I have a cold. I apologize. They can no longer hurt you or stand in your way. Hope for the best and never forget that anything is possible as long as you remain dedicated to the task. Ignore the negative voice inside your head. Ignore that negative voice, right? Focus instead on your goals and remember your accomplishments. Your past success is only a small inkling of what the future holds. Journey to new worlds, new possibilities by remaining open-minded. Try to learn something new every day, no matter how big or small, and you'll grow. Know that no matter how bad things seem, they'll always get better. The warmth of spring always follows the harshest winter. Let love fill your heart instead of hate. And when hate is in your heart, there's no room for anything else. But when love is in your heart, there's room for endless happiness. Manage your time and your expenses wisely, and you'll suffer less stress and worry. And then you'll be able to focus on the important things in life. Never ignore the poor, infirm, helpless, weak, or suffering. Offer your assistance when possible, and always your kindness and understanding. Open your eyes and take in all the beauty around you. Even during the worst of times, there's still much to be thankful for. Never forget to have fun along the way. Success means nothing without happiness, so don't forget to play. Question, okay? Question, because you're here to learn, so ask as many questions as you need to. Refuse to let worry and stress rule your life, and remember that things always have a way of working out in the end. I'm a witness to that. 
Share your talent, skills, knowledge, and time with others. Everything that you invest in others will return to you many times over. You know what you put out there in the universe? Try, even when your dreams seem impossible to reach, try anyway. You'll be amazed by what you can accomplish. Use your gifts to your best ability. Talent that's wasted has no value. Talent that's used will bring unexpected rewards. Value the friends and family members who supported and encouraged you and be there for them as well. Amen. I love that one because not all the time do you have friends or family that walks with you, especially during difficult times in your life, and it makes the world of difference when you have that support. <clears throat> Work hard every day to be the best, the best person that you can be, but never feel guilty if you fall short of your goals. Every sunrise, it offers a second chance. X-ray, you know, look deep inside the hearts of those around you and you'll see the goodness and beauty within. Yield to commitment. If you stay on track and remain dedicated, you'll find success at the end of the road. And last, zoom to a happy place when bad memories or sorrow rears its ugly head. Excuse me, its ugly head. Let nothing interfere with your goals. Instead, focus on your abilities, your dreams, and a brighter tomorrow. <clears throat> Please excuse me, village, I have a cold. But what is the moral of the story? Well, sometimes in order for things to be better in your life, changing your mindset can be an important step in the right direction.
American singer-songwriter Eric Carmen with All By Myself. Now, according to Carmen, he first wrote the solo part of the song, writing four bars at a time. Eventually, he completed the interlude after about two months. He needed to put this into a song. And after listening to Rachmaninoff's Second Piano Concerto, a piece famously used to underscore the 1945 British film Brief Encounter, he adapted the melody of its second movement to write the verse. Rashmanov's music was in the public domain in the United States at that time, so Carmen thought that no copyright existed on it, but it was still protected outside the U.S. subsequent to the release of the album. He was later contacted by the Rashmanov estate and informed that it was protected. An agreement was reached in which the estate would receive 12% of the royalties from All By Myself, as well as from Never Gonna Fall In Love Again, which was based on the third movement from Rachmaninoff's Symphony Number no. 2. And it was followed by one of my favorites, I mean, the Manhattans with their hit song, Kiss and Say Goodbye. That song, I swear, I just love it the more I hear of it. I guess that's the old soul in me. And it was written by group member Winford Lovett, the bass singer and songwriter of the group, who did the song's spoken introduction in the beginning, right? Now, the song was recorded for the album, The Manhattans, and it was released in 1976 by Columbia Records. And um, <clears throat> it was released as a single in March of that same year. Now, Kiss and Say Goodbye became a worldwide success, appearing in the musical charts of countless countries. It was a top 10 hit and many of those countries, including number one in the U.S., Belgium, the Netherlands, New Zealand. Kiss and Say Goodbye was ranked number one here in the U.S. on all pop singles charts and on all R&B singles charts. The song was the biggest hit of 1976 and, quite frankly, of the 70s. I told y'all that song is, is it. It's everything. I love it. <laughs>
Well, kings and queens, it looks like we've come to the end of another show. I do hope that the information provided will be of help to you. Remember, it's always a good idea to do your own research, no matter what the topic is, especially if your life is involved, right? It's both a pleasure and an honor to be here with you in the village each and every week. And I thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to being with you all again here in the village every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be sure to follow Village Mentality on Instagram at villagementality.ckm, as in Mary, and on Facebook at Village Mentality, the podcast. You can also catch all episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, and there is a link to each episode available again on Instagram at villagementality.ckm, as in Mary, on Facebook at Village Mentality, the podcast, as well as the awakenlounge.com backslash village hyphen mentality. And just remember that God has got me and he's got you too. Be blessed, beautiful people. And here's to brighter days. Energy's so stale in the air. Everybody's running scared. We used to be so carefree. We used to be so happy. We used to have everything we need. Yeah.